0: Kids
1: shoot your friend tricks. in the ass it's
0: yeah
1: fine now chicka bow wow if you know what i mean <laughs> yeah. like
2: just a Joffrey. good old hunting trip just two bros
1: yeah uh, yeah like the two bros in um brokeback mountain they're just driving cattle and uh you know making not right, knowing how some yeah. grab ass.
2: <laughs> not knowing how to quit each of it <laughs>
3: Welcome to episode 6 of the Laser Comb Podcast, the weekly show where we comb through random episodes of classic TV shows with a fine-toothed laser. I'm one of your host, Christopher Siege. I'm NeoCal. Hello. And this week, we are joined by a special guest from the Sick and Wrong Podcast, Kate Rambo.
2: Hello. It's me.
3: (laughs) Hello, Kate. Hello. Hello.
2: Welcome to the show. Yes. I'm here for a good time. And a long time, probably. Uh-oh. Uh oh. <laughs> <laughs> I always have a lot to say. I'm very opinionated on everything.
3: Yes, uh, I'm uh, uh, you're here from the Sick and Wrong podcast, a show I've been listening to since twenty thirteen and you've been on there for about a year now.
2: Yeah, I think Halloween is my is the one year anniversary where I officially joined this the Sick and Wrong family. Taking nice. over from the last host. Yeah, I love it. It's a blast, it's a good time.
3: Yeah, and the the show is definitely uh take taken a marked improvement in my opinion
2: i thank you but of course you would say that <laughs> <No>. under duress <laughs>
3: <laughs> no he's yeah, like... pointing the gun at his head, like, yeah, i
2: right, am right? literally
3: <laughs> no no i was actually uh I, I was talking to someone about this recently and i think um uh like you bring a en- level of enthusiasm to that show that wasn't Definitely wasn't there before that.
2: Yeah, I mean, I've got to give the last host his dues. He was on it for five years, and I think if you're not wanting to do something, again, you're you're gonna go and do it. It kind of becomes a, a chore at that point, rather than something fun. And you gotta uh, take
1: him out to pasture.
2: Yeah, Past I think prime. it yeah. Is, yeah ready to go. But I still can't believe D, the co-host. He's been doing it for like sixteen years. The show. Yeah, we actually,
3: we actually put one of our shows uh, that we were doing weekly for nearly a year. We put it on hiatus uh, a couple months ago now for kind of the same reason. Like, it was starting to feel like work.
2: Yeah, it's the best this thing
3: one. to do. Yeah, this
2: hey. we are wearing the same shirt. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Purely by
1: Pretending coincidence. Pretending like we didn't plan this.
2: <laughs> yeah. Well, I think you guys both know how much work it takes. To make a podcast and to make them happen, it is it is a full time job. It's a it's like a hobby that becomes your life. And like, yeah, I love doing it. It's just so much fun.
3: Yeah, especially me, the guy who edits and produces and publishes and yeah. runs He's creative. The, the... And
1: yeah, it's his <laughs> his his thing, right? His yeah, yeah, his his baby. Um, but just speaking from uh to uh. From, from my side of things, it's just hard enough to get people to find the same day and to even watch the content <laughs> that you're, that you're <laughs> supposed to review. Like the, the basic thing, yeah. let alone editing, um, paying for services to upload it, um, dealing with audio and hardware and software issues, blah,
3: blah, blah. So yeah inside inside tip from the world of podcasting (laughs) listeners uh doing the shit ain't free
2: (laughs) it is not yeah like i always say because i've been in bands and stuff being in a band if if like if you have a child and your child comes to you and says like mommy i want to learn the guitar i would just be like no you're not gonna do that because if there's nothing more expensive than podcasting it's being in a band
3: learn to learn the banjo instead
2: which is also very expensive. <laughs> Don't oh man, do any brass, of it. Brass instruments.
1: Yeah. and uh, Same thing with having a kid in sports.
2: It's all expensive. Having a hobby. Like there's probably not one free hobby unless, because even like walking in the woods, that's not even free anymore. The liberals Time took is it money. away from us. <laughs> Time is money. It's not even
1: free. I, I've had places that have fireplaces. <clears throat> and when you're a city dweller, Man, I'm not paying somebody $30 for six pieces of firewood. I used to sell firewood in the town I was from. A whole truckload for $100. I'm not paying $30 for six pieces. Get out of here. <laughs> Sorry, small rent.
2: Yeah, that, that was a villager run.
3: <laughs> that, that's, a vill- that's a villager yeah. rant. You know, I've never lived in a place that had a fireplace. I've known I people have. who did, but I never Yeah, It's overhyped.
2: Yeah, it is overhyped, but I mean, a a fire is lovely. When you have a real fire, when you grow up as a kid, you quickly learn what will and will not burn.
1: That's true. And you learn how effective diesel is at getting that motherfucking fire to actually start.
3: Basically every camping trip I ever took. (laughs) 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 What can I burn today?
2: (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) That's exactly what it is.
3: What will burn? What will make this fire grow bigger? Reach to the heavens.
2: Doritos. Doritos. Doritos are great kindling. They are. They're great kindling. And they're also well, what
3: you do is you wait for
1: uh people to go to the bathroom or leave and you grab a pop or a beer and you shake the shit out of it and you bury it in there. And then you just wait 10 minutes for it to explode and freak everybody the hell out. That was my I, favorite thing. I
2: would <laughs> never waste beer like that. You could no. not come come to never this bought country. an eight pack
1: of lucky, I see. <laughs> <laughs>
2: We don't even have that beer. We have no. a lot of shit beer here, though. The land of shit beer. Cooking lager, we call it.
3: Oh, I like yeah, it. Yeah, Lucky is a... Uh, I think it's a BC beer. Uh, it's a very uh, very low regional, uh, like, low quality. It's it's cheap beer.
2: Yeah, is it tasty, though? Is it every no. so often you're like, I just want a Lucky? I no, suppose our never. version of that, we've, <laughs> we've got Carlsberg or Carling. They're the two beers that I just... I just hate they're like really watery, <laughs> low quality. Yeah, you have, you have yeah. one can, and then that's you like pissing for like six hours.
3: Uh, I come from a very uh, low-class alcoholic family, and they all drank Lucky.
2: Right. Okay, I get it. Yeah. That? Yeah.
3: Yeah. The cheap I shit. Want
2: beer, I want a beer. Now, <laughs> not a Lucky though.
1: No. uh Y'all ever heard of PBR? Pabst Blue Ribbon.
2: Oh yeah we can get Pabst. I know over in America because that's um, Stone Cold Steve Austin's beer too. I know in America it's got a a different reputation but over here it's everyone likes Pabst. Like it's a good beer.
1: I went to Seattle and it was like a big thing there. Washington State. Um, Yeah I tried it and uh, didn't really get the hype.
2: I like it. I think there's definitely worse beers.
1: Oh, there's definitely worse yeah yeah but i was expecting like ambrosia based on its like international appeal <laughs> yeah i
2: think i've heard um, american friends say that it's uh, like the the trump beer that's what the the trumps will drink in like huh. certain states
3: how so, dare they because the so, western states love it <laughs> yeah <laughs> when you say tramp do you mean tramp in the uk sense of the word or tramp in the north american sense of the word
2: Oh, so is that... Do you the, mean like a hobo? Or, or a, a whore? <laughs> <Yeah>. Oh! <laughs> the classic sense of the word tramp. Um, yeah, no, I just mean a street rat. A vagrant. Uh, not necessarily a hobo. Somebody you know is going to get... Over here, you can't do that with pubs because it's expensive, it's imported. But it's cheap in America, so I think that's why they drink it because it's cheap.
3: The, the, yeah, the chosen drink of the... The, the chosen drink of the, the kind of people that I fight day in and day out <laughs> when they try and steal haagen from my grocery store.
2: Is, what, <laughs> is, is it pubs or lucky? Uh,
3: just beer of that quality.
2: Yeah. Uh. I yeah, I do love a beer. I couldn't live without beer. It's one of my favorite drinks. It's a fun drunk.
3: <laughs> uh i i used to be a big time beer drinker but i stopped drinking it regularly a few years ago because it's just it's too many calories and know, uh,
2: uh yeah it's all just it's like basically bread in a can but i'm european it's like such a big culture of like beer drinking over here we have like access to the best beers in the world so that's probably another reason why i could never not like, drink beer
3: like heineken
2: i love heineken so heineken <laughs> is a great beer yeah heineken is a great beer i mean it's dutch all the dutch beers are amazing and then we've got like um bavarian beers and the german beers mm. and then yeah the balkan be- like poland has some amazing beers like Tishke. czech
1: poland yeah yeah
2: like and we can get all of them for cheap
1: so. oh not yeah, here <laughs> you can get them but they're not <laughs>
3: Well,
2: and the, the
1: versions cheap.
3: that we have here are not like the same versions that they have over in Europe. It's like a version of the beer that's made specifically for this yeah. market.
2: That's like us with
3: like, Don't tell beer. me these things, Orderizer. Christopher.
2: <laughs> 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 I thought I was taste... legit, damn it. But if they still taste good to you over there, imagine like how good they taste over here. It's mm. all to do with the water and stuff in it. You know. Yeah.
3: I don't like know. Poutine
1: but I... in the United States. <laughs> I made the mistake of ordering a poutine in Seattle.
0: Hope we have you like a... shredded
1: grated cheese and like watery gravy.
3: Yeah, Kate, Kate do you wanna do you wanna tell Cal about uh, your guys' version of poutine? So oh.
2: well this only exists in the north of England and like in Scotland. You couldn't go to London and order this or the south. They think it's weird. So we call it chips, cheese, and gravy, because that's literally what it is. Yeah, You can only only really get it from a chippy from a chip shop. And it will be the chips with shredded, grated cheddar cheese, just cheddar, a mound of it. And then they use like really thick, like a beef gravy on top. And it all just melts. used to be my favorite hangover food because it's just so easy to me to eat. And it's like red hot.
3: Mm. I love
2: it. I I mean, it it does
3: sound pretty good, but...
2: I mean, poutine sounds great. I would eat both. I would not have, like, if there's cheese, melted cheese involved and chips.
1: I get it. When is it hot? I still buy 7-Eleven nachos.
2: (laughs) Every, like, couple months,
1: I go and I buy, you know how it has, like, the plastic over top and you go and get the free chili and the stupid cheese from the machine?
3: The, like, hot, like, melted, like, queso type concoction? Yeah. I don't know. Do, Do they have that over in the UK?
2: no we don't you would have to go to a cinema the cinemas sell that type oh, of. okay yeah. yeah yeah that's where you can get stuff like that but we all have like uh our like our foibles with food where <laughs> you just you know it's wrong but you crave it and you gotta have it <laughs> uh
3: Hot mine, bags, nachos uh mine is a um this is a product that actually only exists in canada but it's made by pillsbury and they're called pizza pops Fucking knew oh you were God. gonna talk about your pizza is,
2: <laughs> Are they like little? What are they? You have to describe them to me.
3: They're they're kind of like a microwavable calzone.
2: Are they small?
3: They're, yeah, they're small. Yeah. They're like maybe like five inches long. Um,
2: I've, I want them to exist here.
3: And uh, yeah, the picture c- of them for you conceptually they're basically a calzone but they're like really low quality and like you microwave them for like two minutes and that like the dough is like super soft but
2: that sounds like we have a brand here i don't know if it exists in america called chicago town and they make microwavable pizzas but they kind of do high-end pizza high-end i say in there because they do vegan pizzas but they do cheap pizzas like that where they're tiny they're really small you microwave them I feel that that would be our version, but you would have to fold it over.
3: Wait, what are these called again?
2: Chicago Town. (laughs) Chicago Town pizzas.
3: Chicago Town pizza.
2: Yeah, they're microwavable, but they've got a certain, like, kind of like quality to the dough that I feel that that's what yours. I really want beer now, and I really want
3: pizza. Yeah, these are like we have things like this here yeah definitely um i'm gonna send you a link to a picture of pizza pops
2: pizza pops is so cool it just sounds like something you'd be like you kids want pizza pops everyone's like yeah kids yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah, kids love them yeah oh man i don't even know if i can th- i have like Poor kid growing up flashbacks whenever Christopher talks about Pizza Pops. <laughs> <laughs> Where you have to like feed yourself and the parents don't care and you're just like, oh, I've eaten nothing but like craft dinner and Pizza Pops for two days.
3: Craft uh, dinner being a uh, Canadian version of boxed macaroni and cheese.
2: You know what they kind of look like? They kind of look like ravioli. But in a it's pastry. It's like big
3: and dope like a he big doughy ravioli doughy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah
2: yeah yeah i can see i see that
3: yeah but they're they're my like uh my my get... shameful like drunken think... food <laughs> <laughs> my um, um
1: i love your rant your your horror story of the nightmare roommate that ate like 50 fucking two of your <laughs> <a> pizza <laughs> pops so over a weekend
3: Okay, so uh, me and Cal were talking about this uh, at a pub uh, the other day, but uh, the the aforementioned Christie's pub. Mm-hmm. Um, but back in the mid two thousands, like I was on like government government subsidy money, so I was only getting uh, I was only getting money like once a month. And so what I would do is I would go like do like a big like grocery shop and just buy essentially like a month's worth of food, and yeah. the. Those Pillsbury Pizza Pops, if you go to, like, Costco or Walmart, you can get them in big, like, 28-pack boxes. Most grocery stores only sell them in, like, four packs. But uh, at, like, big box stores, you could get uh, 28-pack boxes. So I went one day and bought two of them, two of those. So 56 Pizza Pops in total. (laughs) And I brought them home stuck him in the freezer and at the time i was living with uh like a a friend of my uncle's because like it was this like situation where i had to move and my uncle was like uh hey i i I got a i got a buddy slash neighbor who needs a roommate uh do you want to do you do you like uh, do you want to move in there and i'm like sure desperate desperate times go for desperate measures and he was this total like fucking jackhole of a dude like i couldn't stand him like right from the get-go um but so on a wednesday i bought two of these big uh 28 pack boxes so 56 pizza pops i bought them on a wednesday and then on the thursday i went away until for a few days until sunday and then came back and when i came back There were only four of them left.
2: This is giving me, like, you know, that episode of The Simpsons where Homer eats all the Kraft slices of cheese overnight? (laughs) It's reminding me of that.
1: (laughs) So much worse. That's the funny thing.
3: So, and this was the span of, like, three fucking days. Because when I left on Thursday, like, all of them are... I. or, or, like all of them were still there, or I had a couple of them. I can't remember exactly, but like,
2: you didn't eat fifty. I did, did.
3: I did not eat fifty of them. No, and so I came back on Sunday, and I found out that they all, but like four of them, had been eaten by my roommate, his best friend, and uh, my roommate's sister.
2: Were you raging? I would have been so angry.
3: I, I, it, I'm I, I, angry I, now. I, I was <laughs> fucking pissed off, and the guy was. Basically, I was like, you ate like fucking 50 of these things in the span of like 3 days? And he was just like, yeah
2: There's nothing worse than when you really want a food as well and you go to go and get your food and well, then you find out Yeah, not only that, but like, when you really yeah. want something and you go and find it, it's not there that, I like left a you a couple, man rage. Yeah, no, I want 50 <laughs> of them I don't want a couple, I want 50
3: Trailer yeah. Park Justice <laughs> This was actually in a trailer park, funny enough. So. Oh
2: shit! shit.
3: <laughs> did did he get his trailer park justice? Uh, sadly, no. No tires left. Okay, what, one, day. one day. It's been sixteen years, but one day. Shout Kate out to Comet. that guy. Shout out to that guy. His name is Joey. Fuck you, yeah, Joey. You piece of shit.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
3: Joey Cadell. Fuck you. Yeah. Although
2: I agree. <laughs> Name and shame them.
3: (laughs) Uh, Anyway, this week on the the Laser Comb podcast, we, as chosen by the uh, random number generator, uh, we landed on episode 17 of Strangers with Candy. Uh, Kate, Strangers with Candy was your choice for the show of this week, yes?
2: Yeah, Strangers with Candy, I would say, is my all-time favorite TV show. And it's so crazy because no one's ever heard of it. And when you mention it to people, they're like, what? And I think it's hilarious. I think it's
3: brilliant. So when you mentioned it to me, I actually, I was kind of familiar with it in a roundabout way. I wasn't familiar with the show. What I was familiar with was the movie because when the movie came out back in 2005, 2006, uh, I was working at a video store. And so I remember seeing that DVD cover on the new release wall.
2: Yeah, of course.
3: uh, For like a year or or however long. But uh, so I, I knew of it, but I didn't know that it was that the movie was based on a show
2: and lo and behold Uh, i actually really like um a lot of people slate the movie but i actually really enjoy the movie there's some really funny moments in it but the series is obviously better because it's just so quick and succinct
3: uh so what's the show about uh tell us about it
2: so the show is about this character called um Jerry Blank who is a a loser a user and an abuser. She's like in her 40s and she she goes back to school and she, it's like what happens when somebody who's been a drug addict a prostitute been in and out of jail gets sent back to like a child environment. And it's She's based on a real 40s? woman. She's only <laughs> in her 40s. I
3: know, she looks like 60 something. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's based on a real person as well and um, she's called Florrie Fisher. She did a, a, a book which like I think it's called, it's kind of like a scared straight book. I get the impression that Florrie went and did the rounds of the schools telling them like don't do this and don't do that and there's a few things in the film and in the show that is based on things that happened from her book. The last time the book sold on Amazon, it was 600 quid. Hence so she, she, okay, so she
1: visited schools and kind of was like, um, what's it called? A
3: motivational speaker by yeah. talking about how bad her life was. Yeah. So, so she's saying. like a female, less rotundo version of Schlitzie
2: completely because <laughs> she did write a book but they looked like i know that they were all part so there's like um amy Sedaris, um paul i will say his name wrong what is it paul the uh, paul danello that's it and stephen colbert they were part of a comedy troupe together and um paul and amy uh, had been writing a series that was based on scared straight and i know that Paul and Stephen Colbert, they saw video footage of Flory, thought she was absolutely hilarious, showed it to Amy, and were like, please do an impression of this woman, and she just did it down pat. And from there, I think the ball just really rolled, and um, Paul and Amy just wrote the whole series, like, really quickly. Amazing. Yeah, Yeah. I looked up
3: uh, Paul Danello. He's actually still writing with Stephen Colbert. Like, he he wrote on the Colbert Report, he writes on the Late Show. I'm like, wow, that, uh, It's a pretty strong professional relationship there.
2: All three of them are still friends as well because Amy Sedaris has um, her new show and he features on that. Sometimes Stephen Colbert will make little guest appearances, but they're all still like super close. And I mean, that you can definitely tell that because I don't think you could write a series like Strangers with Candy without being best friends.
1: Yeah. It has that, um, yeah, kind of like, um, like... Seth Rogen, uh, Canadian actor and like film producer and writer, Um, he's like friends with all of the people like in (laughs) in his movies and the co-writers and the not James Franco anymore though. No, (laughs) (laughs) all the people that were from uh, what was that TV show that they were in together? Freaks Uh... and Geeks. Freak, oh yeah, freaks and geeks. the freaks and geeks crowd. Yeah, yeah,
2: I liked freaks and geeks.
1: <laughs> I only first uh, watched a few episodes of it like a, a couple of years ago.
2: Yeah, it's good, and it's I was like, watch.
3: oh,
1: everything from this point makes sense now.
2: <laughs> They're all here, the cast. Yeah, yeah.
3: yeah. I think I, I think I first took notice like the first thing I noticed Seth Rogen in I think was uh, knocked up, but like I really started paying attention uh, because of Pineapple Express.
2: Yeah, I'm just
1: I- <laughs> That's dumb. Yeah. You know that the roles were supposed to be reversed? In
2: Pineapple Seth Express. Seth was supposed
1: to be the, the super stoner, and uh, Franco was supposed to be the the straight man.
2: Okay, yeah. And I then, think-
1: like, before they started shooting or whatever, I can't remember who or why, or they were like, hey, you guys should switch switch the roles of this.
2: And they just and did.
1: It worked. I and met him. The rest, him. Met so the rest is his...
2: Oh, really? How?
1: It's... So I've mentioned it before, last decade or so, I've been in the uh, hospitality industry, working at a fancy hotel and um, we get people like that. And um, it's fine to talk about now in passing, but we're not supposed to talk about that. It's very fancy hotel. One of those hotels that I could never afford to even like stay at, <laughs> but that I work at. And um, I did uh, security and valet driving. And um, he needed something from his car at like midnight, right? And he wanted, and I was like, "Hey, I can put on like coffee for you if you want." And he's like, "Really? Was it? No, it, it's like twelve thirty." His
3: uh, his dime
1: bag, and he had a really old smart car, and it reeked of of weed. Um, and a really old smart car, like holy cow! But yeah, good for good for him. And um, I went and. Got something from it or whatever, like brewed coffee or whatever. And he comes back down, like you know, 15 minutes later, and he's all like you know, in his like uh, in his like robe that they have in like the rooms and like slippers. And he comes down, and he's like, Oh, coffee, <laughs> uh, <laughs> coffee. And I was just like, Oh, yeah, hey, blah blah blah. And you know, he puts like four packs of sugar in it, does his like thing or whatever, sips it oh, hot. Just kind of like gestures at me in like the lobby, and I'm like, have a good night. Cool. Yeah. Peace. So uh it's not funny or like cool it's or like whatever, but a
2: nice encounter.
1: He was exactly how he is in the movies. <laughs> like his laugh and like everything. Like I realized after that moment that like he just plays himself in all of the, the movies he's in.
2: I get that impression. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, that doesn't
3: surprise me at all. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, uh, do we want to get started talking about the episode?
2: Yeah, love this episode.
3: Uh, season 2, episode 7, episode 17, overall, originally aired on March 7th, 2000. It is called To Love, Honor, and Pretend.
2: It's a great episode.
1: It doesn't waste any time. I noticed that the plot moves quickly on this show. <laughs> One of the things I... I like it. It.
2: <laughs> Yeah, definitely for me because especially notice this as I'm getting older. I don't like television anymore. I don't slow have, dramas, yeah. I don't have like, you know, when it's like season six, episode twenty, and every episode is an hour long. I just don't have the mental capacity to like d- devote to this anymore. I just don't want it.
1: I wanted to be short.
2: nobody got time i'm the mtv <laughs> no. generation baby i want it like quick and fast and to be like oh i've got some place to be in 30 minutes and you can yeah. squeeze this in so I
3: I, I I kind of feel that um in a way what i've noticed when, as i've gotten older is i re-watch things less than i used to
2: i can see what you mean this i've watched a million times like- and i was still watch. <laughs> Like
3: when when I was younger, like if I liked something like a movie or a TV show, I would watch it several times. Like I would watch through the same shows like over and over again. And now I'm just like one and done. I'm like, yeah, cool. Okay.
2: Yeah, I can see that too.
3: It feels
1: like we had more time.
2: Oh, we sound like such old people. That's totally (laughs) what you say. Like, where does the time go? But,
1: But technically I had less and I watched more. Years get shorter every year.
2: (laughs) I can't believe (laughs) it's technically true.
1: (laughs) Sorry, as far as memory goes, it's true.
3: Uh, Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Your comprehension of like time is relative to your uh, basically how much you've experienced. That's just how the human brain works.
1: Yeah, like uh, when you're 10, when you're 10, summer feels like two years. And you're like, I have to go to school. I barely know if I can still write. (laughs) (laughs) right because um one year when you're 10 years old is a tenth of your life one year when you're 50 years old is a 50th of your life
2: well i think i remember a 50th of your life (laughs) einstein came up with that good allegory for the relative relativity of time where he's like so if you're sat on a bench by yourself time moves really slow but if you're sat on a bench next to a really pretty woman time's gonna move much faster so
1: i i had never heard that
2: yeah, there you go. There's... Einstein is Einstein... a
1: fan of women, I hear.
2: <laughs> Time flies
3: when you're having fun. <laughs> yeah,
2: exactly. That's what he said. He dumbed it down for me. Like, Thank you, Einstein.
3: <laughs> it's, a, it's a real Einstein quote. <laughs> Einstein doing God's work. <laughs> or he Yeah. He wouldn't yeah. like that.
2: He wouldn't <laughs> like that. He's rolling in his grave right now. <laughs>
3: Or God doing Einstein's work?
1: God Yay. doing Einstein's work. Food for work. thought. Come on, pick up the slack, God. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, so what? The, the basis of this this uh, episode is everyone has to partner up, pretend that they're married, and if they don't kill each other by the time a week passes, they pass.
2: It's a very. Assignment. I was saying that. You couldn't have picked a less offensive episode of this entire series. There's like so little, because I, I always say that Strangers of Candy is a lot like South Park. Everyone is a target. It doesn't matter who you are, they will make jokes about you, which I like. Like, I think everyone should be made to have jokes of. No
3: this one is above on scrutiny. Yes, Nobody. exactly. Yeah. But
2: this episode is just a kind of like a classic, it's just like a classic comedy setup. With, and I like it and there's some great moments in there
1: there's one part that made me kind of like guffaw and somebody's saying something about drama club or Latin homework or something like that and um, the main character like turns to to him and she's like um, she says something like uh, well your loss or, or oh like whatever uh, fagotus yeah <laughs> right like in that's, like in latin and i was yeah. like from oh,
2: <laughs> that's common I like that. series. my favorite when when we go through the scenes my scene is definitely when they go to chuck's house it's just it's like nearly theater when they go to his house yeah
3: yeah i i, I enjoyed that bit too so
2: yeah. there's
1: something jarring about the show that took me a while to for it to click the whole thing is like a sketch
0: yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Everybody totally. is a
1: caricature of themselves. There's no laugh track, but everything is everybody is a stereotype to the extreme. Yeah. But it, they handle the pacing of the show as if it's a drama or a sitcom. Yeah, yeah. this I've show never, is definitely
3: like it's it's an SNL bit essentially stretched out to show 22, is, 22 is minutes.
1: an SNL bit.
3: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, but
2: I think it's elevated above an SNL bit. I just think it's super intelligent. You can tell it's like these people know what they're doing.
3: Yeah yeah I just yeah. mean uh, like stylistically and thematically it's it, it's sketch comedy it's a sketch comedy yeah. bit stretched out to uh, a full 22 minutes. Yeah. Um, so in this opening scene uh, as we as we mentioned, uh, the, the the class has been given assignment to uh, fake a marriage essentially they get paired off and uh if they can get through an entire week being uh a fake couple then they pass but if their marriage fails you fail as the teacher says so here's my question that i'm wondering about this the teacher also gets paired off with someone yeah,
2: <laughs> yeah. <What>? joffrey
3: <laughs> joffrey yeah. yeah so um what kind of classroom assignment does the uh it involves the teacher uh joining in on the fun
2: and this one this, yeah and it happens throughout the series as well when the teachers get very devoted to their students i'll just put the it like that. Uh,
1: What what's the the guy's name um joffrey joffrey, joffrey thank you
2: mm-hmm.
1: um what's he the teacher of
2: he's the art teacher
1: oh i should have known okay
2: yeah, yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah. uh the the main character of the show uh jerry uh, she ends up getting paired off with a kid in the class named uh, Ron, Ronnie.
2: Ronnie, I like her when she goes, nice basket. <laughs> <laughs> She's so predatory, like sending a four-year-old jailbird into school. Right? <laughs> yeah.
3: <laughs> so uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but she didn't originally get paired off with him. Ronnie was, uh, there, there was an odd number of students. So Ronnie, the, the teacher tells him that, Tells Ronnie that uh, his wife drowned in a fire. Oh no, that's
2: that was to Orlando. Was that someone else? Yeah, Orlando. Orlando. Okay. Yeah, who's like the class kind of (laughs) loser?
1: She's like, okay, you can be a widower, and your wife drowned in a fire.
2: (laughs) Yeah.
1: (laughs) (laughs) But I like that the teacher is taking part in it, but instead of going with the the kid who didn't get paired off with someone, she she goes with another teacher. And yeah. it's like, hold on, wait a sec.
3: She goes with the the uh, another person that she. Uh, I I get the impression, like, kind of wants this to be an actual thing with.
2: But there's also like the hidden undertone that um, we're go- we're quickly going to find out that Joffrey is in a, a romantic relationship with another teacher, and she's yeah, definitely was... batting for the other side. So I love the fact that they pair the two homosexual pe- teachers together in a fake romance.
1: <laughs> that was. It's interesting.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yes, that relationship's amazing.
1: I like how quickly everything it does. There's no um, build up and climax to the show. Everything is bad right from the beginning and just gets worse.
2: Yeah, that's a there's great no analysis. they people try
1: and then they butt heads and then they like fall apart or whatever. Nope, everything's just bad the whole episode.
2: Yeah. yeah.
3: <laughs> I didn't. Um, so. I wasn't entirely clear when I was watching this. And uh, to be clear, I've never seen another episode of this show. And mm-hmm. I knew very little about it going in. So I, I went into this like completely blind, which is one of the things that uh, excited me most about doing this podcast in general. is just yeah. like diving into something, like having no idea what's going on. Yeah. Um, I wasn't entirely sure about the, the relationship between uh, Joffrey and Stephen Colbert. I can't remember what his name is, but. No?
2: Chuck. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Well, no,
3: Chuck. No, no, I, I got the, I could tell that Stephen Colbert was very into Joffrey.
2: <laughs> oh, yeah. The, the bowling scene.
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Every Are, scene with them. Jesus ever Christ. Every scene. The shooting range.
2: <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, the shooting range in the school. But I love it when he's shooting his wife. <laughs> like, well, he's, uh, his fake wife. Really.
1: I almost well, missed that. Yeah.
3: But I wasn't entirely sure if, like, they were actually in a relationship or if uh, Colbert was just like super into him and super possessive.
2: No, they are in a very kind of it's a, a devoted relationship, uh, definitely. That, but that it talks develops. about
1: it in hidden tones, of course, in yeah, hushed tones. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Come but, down, because it's the like year oh. Um, do you uh do you want to go? Do you want to go into the basement and show me your um like train set? My again drill or press or whatever. Yeah. More sorry, yeah, drill press again. And seen then, it a um,
2: thousand times, Chuck.
1: Yeah. I've seen it a thousand times, Chuck. And the wife is like, but you've never been here before.
2: I'd love to see that.
1: Yeah. And Chuck. he's like, that's what I would
3: say.
2: <laughs> yeah, <it's> so good. <laughs> I love it.
3: So they they have like a fake wedding ceremony in the classroom, and this uh this like preacher comes oh. in and like oh no this the principal or the principal,
2: principal. my principal favorite Blackman. fact my favorite fact <laughs> about Principal Blackman is that <laughs> this is the only thing he's ever worked on. I get oh, the really? impression that they knew him from their comedy group and they just loved him and they were like, can you please come and work on this show? Oh, and-
1: so he's not an actor this is, he just is like not an actor
2: he's it's the only thing he's ever done and he is one of the best characters he has so Could've many amazing me. moments Yeah, yeah. really. Yeah.
3: with that voice like he's done nothing else like not even any voice work or
2: no anything. he's just Strangers yeah. yeah well he's a he's great actor great. <laughs> some of the other things he gets up to in the series is just amazing i, I would love like i just think what a great opportunity as an As someone who's in like a comedy group or to be an actor to say like we've made we're making this show we want you to come on you're going to play like a a very large bit part and you've got total freedom like that's like so many actors dreams I would love to be offered that if someone said that to me I'd be like of course I'm going to come and do that and then I'll never work again because I don't want to work and do it like that
1: well we'll let you know when we finish (laughs) our Too much energy on radio play. <laughs>
2: yeah, oh, I'll come and have a large bit role. So, uh, what a great opportunity! And he Excellent. gets, like I said, he gets loads of classic parts. People definitely will know him if they've seen the show. I wanted
1: That's... to see more, more of, of him. Yeah,
2: yeah. Well, he's in every episode, and he he gets great moments.
3: Quick side. I like that he
1: throws rice at the kid that that <laughs> yeah. didn't get
2: married. <laughs>
3: Uh, Yeah, uh, quick sidebar, me and Cal have actually, because uh, much like you, Kate, uh, I studied creative writing in university. And um, I I did a fair amount of uh, writing uh, audio dramas in my like fourth year classes. Uh, So I've been thinking now, especially because we've been Like we've been recording and doing podcasts and whatnot for like over a year now. So I was thinking, I'm like, hey, this might be an actually a good time to like get back into
2: doing audio drama,
3: doing audio drama. So if you're interested, I'll hit you up for some voice work.
2: Yeah, I'd love to be a a body character. My, (laughs) My dream role is when I'm older, I'm gearing up to all of this is that I want to have a bit part playing old crones in films. I do a really good old crone impression now, but in 30 years' time, my old Crone impression will be nailed.
1: So you'll be like the Judy Dench of of like, no, old, I mean old actors.
2: The person who I'm basing it on, have you seen um Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves, the Kevin Costa version? Oh yeah, Yeah, yeah. So you know the witch on that, the old crone witch. <laughs> yeah. That's that's the role I want in like every fantasy film. I kind of want to be you like You just
1: play the old wench.
2: Yeah, it's like how John Carpenter always hired a guy called Book Flowers, and Book Flowers would be the tramp in every John Carpenter film. That's what I want. I want to uh, so you wanna on. be
1: typecast, but you don't want to be typecast until you're
3: old.
2: Until I'm old and have perfected my impression and role.
3: See, I see what you're saying, but I see you more not as the witch from Robin Hood Prince of Thieves, but Tracy Ullman in Robin Hood Men in Tights.
0: Oh! (laughs) It's
2: the glasses that's a great film i love how um like latrine
3: i think her name was
2: (laughs) yeah americans really love robin hood men in tights like uh, everyone over there just loves it but everyone's like
3: fucking hilarious
2: it is it's good (laughs) i miss all those parody comedies of like the uh, early 90s like um hot shots and all of that
3: yeah yeah (laughs) yeah bring them back
1: yeah bring those back scary movie eight Scary (laughs) movie.
3: Funny enough, like, to this day, anytime I see Dave Chappelle, I just think of him as uh, uh, the character from Robin Hood. Oh, yeah. I forgot who was in that. Yeah, yeah. he he was, like, one of the co-leads in that. (laughs) Anyway, so, uh, what's going on in this episode?
2: What's going on with it? So, yeah, they've had a fake marriage, and now this poor kid, Ronnie, who has a girlfriend... Has to is now being forced to be Jerry's husband. And Jerry, to begin with, she's not taken very seriously, is she? But then her um, her possessive prison side kicks in.
0: Yeah,
1: J- <laughs> Jerry just wants an A. He's a good boy.
2: Yeah, he just wants to pass the class with like, you know, no muss, no fuss. And but Jerry's not having it to begin with. And then like, no. we didn't oh, this also includes one of my other favorite recurring characters from the show is Stu, the meat man who is her stepmother's boyfriend. So at this point, Jerry's dad has died, who is also a great side character. And she's with Stu the Meat Man, who has, he features in Amy Sedaris' new show as well. He is hilarious, Stu the Meat Man. Like, remember that scene where he's talking to her and they're trying to get in the mood and he gets pissed off because Jerry interrupts him and he's like, well, I'm going to go take a dump. (laughs) (laughs) That cracks me up every time.
3: Yeah, he's I remember that actor. scene. I, I didn't really understand what was going on there, honestly.
2: Yeah, the, he's got a whole wife, a whole family elsewhere. But um, obviously, Jerry's mom is totally into Stu the Meat Man. But he treats that family like they're, they're his family. Um, Jerry and her, her and her brother, her stepbrother, who we actually don't see in this episode. But he gets some great time as well. Yeah, was- what
1: is he? Um, they're talking about her assignment. And he's like, "Oh, it's very important to, uh, to a marriage for you to blah blah blah." um Speaking of like fa- uh, the the sanctity of marriage, I have to get home
2: to my wife um, and kids. To my yeah. wife
1: and kids. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Bye, honey.
2: Yeah, yeah. There, uh, Stew the Meat Man is one of my favorite side characters. He gets like lots of great time. Him and Prince of a Blackman. Uh, there's so many good actors, and there's like a lot of stuff like that where it would have been ad libbed at the time. We'll just never yeah. know. Yeah. And it's just little things like that.
3: So, uh, Blu-ray the... special features.
2: Yes. <laughs>
3: uh, in the classroom, uh, Stephen Colbert walks in to, uh, and Joffrey and what's her name? The, the teacher.
2: Oh, I, can't, I can't remember the teacher's name. Teacher.
3: The, the... teacher. Fake wife
2: yeah fake, Je- fake
3: joffrey's teacher. fake wife joffrey's fake wife so he walks in and uh immediately stephen colbert is like super 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 jealous and he starts alluding to a uh a, 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 going on a hunting trip
2: that they go on every weekend <laughs>
3: that they go on every weekend which uh just cracked me up immediately
2: yeah
3: just the the implication of like, oh, going on the the old like hunting trip, or like in the sixties Batman show, they would always go quote unquote fishing.
0: <laughs> yeah, they go fishing. <laughs> oh,
3: that that I mean, show was. I forgot is, about that. That Hold yeah, on. That, that show is so homoerotic. In, in oh yeah, onset. it's
2: great. It's amazing. <laughs> All the costumes in it alone.
3: <laughs> um so uh, uh so yeah stephen colbert like talks about this hunting trip that they're going on and it's all really awkward and he says to joffrey he's like hey uh don't forget about the and he like fake cocks a shotgun and like points it at the teacher's face and he and actually <laughs> like shoots it he's like Bleh. don't forget about the hunting trip
2: <laughs> just
3: right to this chick's face
2: it's amazing
3: yeah uh, such an awkward dinner it is an awkward okay, dinner what's yeah. going
1: on they're eating food out of like boiled like plastic packets
2: can you not remember when that was a real fad That's that like... was such a fancy dinner fad back then
1: but you, you would you... pour it yeah. out of the bags you would yeah. just throw the bags on a plate and
2: I think the joke is, is that they are just eating it out of the bags. But that was a yeah, real yeah, fad. Yeah. I remember yeah. that. No,
3: I yeah, I remember that too. That's way later in the episode though. Why was that yeah. a fad? It's supposed to like keep the nutrients in
1: or some.
2: It just, such... It's just as they they go through fancy food fads. It's like, why was Duck a l'orange a fad in the seventies? Okay. Yeah, yeah, you can
3: also still buy like bag like you can still like buy fish. like frozen, like bagged vegetables that you yeah. just microwave for like five minutes, and well, you boil them, right? Or you can you microwave can. them too.
2: Yeah, what? D yeah. I don't put plastic salmon in the microwave. I think D Simon would be dead without the microwave and bagged vegetables by now. <laughs> <laughs> all he eats.
3: Hey, I buy them once in a while too. They're it, it that shit's convenient. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> like why? Why? And pizza pops. And pizza. So what, I'm
2: trying to remember what happened where do they go next after he fake shoots her? And then it, it cuts, doesn't it?
3: Uh it cuts to uh the, the main character like hashing out the details of her yeah. fake marriage to Ronnie. Yeah,
2: and she doesn't care. And then and, her best friend, Tamala, comes down with her um I think is he Jimmy? I always forget his name, but it's Tamala and Jimmy, and they're picking out paint swatches for their imaginary oh, house right yeah
3: <laughs> insufferable yeah. everybody hated those that couple yeah, yeah yeah
2: and
3: then we cut to the uh the the bowling scene that we mentioned earlier oh
2: my god yeah i love the bowling scene you know what i always i noticed this about i've seen this episode a million times that bowling alley is a really really good set and there's so many overactors actors on it as well and for how short <laughs> that little segment is my favorite part is when he goes to throw the ball and it just nails that woman in the head <laughs> it's classic comedy It always makes me laugh but it's a great set for the amount of time that they spend on it and i don't think they ever go to the bowling alley ever again i, like, I think for I, the entire series oh
3: <laughs> i i think i've definitely found the uh the uh, episode art for this particular the the show art for this particular episode it's the bit like when they're bowling and uh, Joffrey has the bowling <laughs> yeah. ball in his hand and Stephen Colbert like gets behind him, puts one arm around his back, yes. and, like grabs the back of his hair and like pulls his <laughs> head. Back. Well, it,
1: it starts off like a ghost moment.
2: Yeah, that's right. Where I he's think.
1: just like, no, no, no. Here. like, Because he, what does he say? He's like, oh, I wish I could
2: strike. strike roll a strike like, like you. Like you. Yeah.
1: yeah. And he's like, here, here spread your legs, like, bend your knees, you know, just arch your back, those hips and it back. slowly turns more and more gay, to the point he's just embracing him and pulling his hair at that point. Like <laughs> it just yeah. shamelessly goes completely over <laughs> overboard. And then it cuts to other people p- bowling, looking at them.
2: <laughs> yeah, just watching.
1: Like, watching as he's like...
3: Oh. <laughs> he, like, takes his hand and puts it around and, like, straight up, like, grabs his chest, and they start, like... Rocking they're, off. Of
2: they're grinding. They're home yeah. thing, they're grinding. While so also Christopher, talking. were
1: you are you still um <laughs> confused about <laughs> what sort of uh situation they got? What relationship
2: they have.
3: Hey, there's, there's I nothing... like your
1: idea though. I I like your idea. There, there's, there's nothing like wrong Stephen with Steven Colbert is just really into
3: <laughs>
0: Yeah.
3: There's nothing wrong with a little bit of thrusting between bros, okay? <laughs> yeah, it's <that's> true. <laughs>
2: <laughs> uh, as
1: long as you say no homo before you do something like that oh, that's the classic that's completely fine.
2: yeah they both had their socks the on as well i'm assuming they both had their socks on
1: yeah oh that's yeah. true that's right it's mm-hmm. not sex if you have your socks on. on yeah what was that old meme from like like 10 15 years ago it's not gay unless balls are touching so as long as they I'm... keep their bowling balls away uh, from each that, other, it's
3: that. That's not even a meme. That's shit that like people were saying in the nineties. Yeah, yeah.
1: It's not not gay unless balls are touching. I don't make the rules.
2: We do now.
3: <laughs> we do on <now. laughs>
2: on this show. You can.
3: <laughs> yeah, like I yeah, always so say like on said... these shows, I don't. I don't make the rules. I don't. I don't make the rules on these shows up. Uh, except I do. <laughs> yeah, the overlord.
1: yeah like you said though it's a really interesting scene for something that's like never shot again
2: yeah and show. i just noticed how elaborate the set was and what a great job like the set designers had done with it and just all the extras. i just thought they were
1: at a bowling
0: Alley.
2: Yeah, yeah there's like so many other extras there as well and i just love that chick who gets nailed in the head with the bowling ball she just goes down and it's just classic. little things like that which is total classic comedy like what's funnier than violence like what's funnier
1: violence? than throwing something and hitting a man in the groin exactly
3: <laughs> nothing yeah so so john uh stephen colbert uh says something along the lines of like uh basically let let's uh let's shoot a load off and then go and uh hook up later and um uh joffrey is like no i can't i'm cherry cherry that's the name of the teacher yeah uh he's like no i i gotta go uh spend time with cherry later and he like colbert like gets mad and like swings joffrey around <laughs> and it makes him like throw the bowling ball he's holding right into a chick's head like yeah. fucking the clock like clocks are one
2: and nothing happens because of that. The no, clocks there, no, she goes down and it's just never nobody comes up to them or anything. It's just dealt with. There's no it's justice brilliant. in this world. There is no justice at flat no, high. She, no, she's
3: just she's just dead and gone. And no one cares. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh so uh, so yeah, like uh Colbert like gets mad about this and Joffrey leaves, and then Colbert like uh gets even more pissed and he takes a an- he grabs another bowling ball and like fucking overhands it.
2: Yeah. Haven't <laughs> we all wanted lane. to do that? We've all wanted to do that at bowling
1: alley. <gasps> uh, I have well, done I was, in shot oh, have I was
2: in shot put. Oh have you
1: I was in shot put in in high school in college. So I've done that with a a, shot a heavy metal ball but never got to throw it at pins.
2: Yeah. What did you do at the bowling alley showing off Siege?
3: uh no i was drunk and mad this, yeah this is why you shouldn't uh bowl while you're drinking ladies but and it's gentlemen Im- which is weird because no. they serve beer there
2: it is impossible to to bowl and not get drunk it's i think it's like it's just impossible it's you, you go yeah you go to the bowling alley Did they immediately kick you
3: out <laughs> uh, yes yes i was kicked yeah. out <laughs> i was kicked out and i was banned Although yep. I went, I went back there. I think like six months later, and yeah. no one remembered me.
1: You just shaved your facial. You see a sign. There's like a blacklist sign, and there's three pictures, and one of them is you. You just changed your glasses and a hat and your facial hair, and you're good.
3: I'm yeah, crazy. I just shaved off the goatee. Yeah,
1: <laughs> put on a different hat.
3: <laughs> yeah, good to go. Yeah. All right. Uh, next scene. What? What's? Uh, what's going on here? uh main character oh this is the dinner scene i think or no we're not there yet
2: no we're not at, um his house yet we're getting there i think is this where she comes home no where she comes home and it's her mom her stepmom with stew the meat man
1: with
3: stew the meat man oh yeah. right right yeah this is <laughs> yeah, the, yeah. the stew the meat man scene yeah, yeah
2: they're having a little talk about what well, we've talked about it now the yeah, it's fine we, we were jumping around and marriage. talking
1: our favorite parts yeah yeah she fe- i feel like jerry doesn't like stew the meat man
2: they have definitely a love-hate relationship let's put it that way oh okay okay yeah <laughs> but i don't want to spoil some of the classic moments he has uh, you have to watch if you want more. Yeah, okay, I have to. I have
3: to learn more about Stu the Meat Man.
2: man. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> Got to do some legitimate journalism here. <laughs>
2: mm-hmm. And then where where does it go after that? I mean, is this when the jealousy starts?
3: Oh, <laughs> uh, the uh, here we are with the bit uh in the uh the uh school hallway at the locker uh, at the lockers, and this is where Ronnie like tells her basically That's
0: that it. Yeah. yeah
3: yeah Ronnie is like. Yeah, so uh, if it's between staying married to you and getting an F, uh, well, I'm looking forward to that F. Yeah. <laughs> Good for him.
2: I always noticed. So he's in his locker. He has pictures of his girlfriend, um, but he's also got a picture of um, uh, Principal Blackman as well. <laughs> <I'm> yeah. Like <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, he just has like the most boring pictures in there. Like presumably his family, the principal, his teachers, like. Good yeah, boy, good boy of, pictures.
2: He is just a good boy. Ronnie's just a good lad and then he has to be married to this like odorous creature that is Jerry. <laughs> I would hate the F as well. That,
1: she that doesn't photo care of... about him until she gets jealous. Yeah,
2: yeah, that's what I love. And then when she gets jealous it's complete prison wife. <laughs> She's <makes laughs> yeah. crazy.
3: That that photo of Principal Blackman in his locker is just to just to keep him in line, you know. Oh, Vermont.
2: that Principal Blackman's foot in there. Because did you notice as well, when she goes into the toilet to interrogate his girlfriend, she's um, taking off a paper towel and the paper towel has a picture of Principal Blackman on it. <laughs> I didn't notice yeah.
1: that. <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh, wait wait a second.
2: <laughs> That's that guy <laughs> on the toilet paper.
1: I was, con- yeah, I was confused about that. I was like, okay, is it just kind of to keep the students in line where his stern face is like everywhere?
2: Yeah, there's a bit of communist element to it, isn't there?
1: Yeah, yeah where you see, like, the um, glorious leader's Leader. face <laughs> yeah. everywhere.
2: <laughs> yeah.
3: Uh, so we, we cut back into a, uh, a... Back to the classroom, and uh, Joffrey and Cherry are, like, uh, writing up on the the, the chalkboard. Oh,
0: like, yeah.
3: <laughs> talking about... Basically talking about, like, like like very mundane like day-to-day plannings and they're like disagreeing with one another yeah
2: it's yeah, like how, to, how like, to budget for your
3: how to budget and compromise yeah, right? yeah it and it's so like for
1: instance I get to choose something that we shop for groceries and it was something like what I can't remember it was like something basic like fish or rice or yeah,
2: yeah. he he wants to beans, get
1: beans yeah she beans. wants
2: beans and he wants a fish tank with
1: yeah and he's fish. like i want like a 60 gallon fish tank with like <laughs> pumps going into it and like 80 pounds of gravel and then it goes back to her and she says something normal and it goes back to him and he's like oh, so it's... i can fill it full of like six puffer fish <laughs> <laughs> yeah he's exotic just... <laughs> expensive puffer
0: fish
2: that i love the joke that comes after it when she's like Next up, I want a dishwasher. And he's like, we already have a dishwasher. It's your hands <laughs> in the water.
1: <laughs> it's your hands in the water.
2: <laughs> Again, it's just classic comedy. That's, you, that's you like a Rodney Dangerfield joke. <laughs> yeah. yeah,
1: you see it coming, but it's the delivery.
2: That yeah, which makes I can't, can't do. Obviously.
3: Next on my list, a Turkish bidet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
2: Is a Turkish bidet. I
1: want a Turkish bidet.
2: Joffrey is like, I like Joffrey as a character because he's like quite (laughs) childish. There's another great episode in this series where he decides he's really going to make it as an artist and he quits the school. He takes home his kiln and then obviously he can't make it as an artist and he nearly gets kicked out of his flat. And like, that's a great, another story arc for him. But he is like a childish kind of moronic character. I think mean, that's why Colbert likes him. Because he can have not Colbert in real life, obviously. Yeah. Chuck. <laughs>
3: yeah.
2: Yeah, he has uh, complete control.
3: So so the bell rings, and I, I like Cherry's follow-up to to all of this. She's like, okay, class. Class dismissed. Uh, next lesson, spontaneity in marriage and how to prepare <laughs> <Yes>. for it. <laughs>
2: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> She's going to get like, a lot of good lines this episode.
3: A, 10 out of 10 writing.
2: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but this is when the jealousy kicks in, isn't it? Because uh, Tamala, her friend, is like, "Oh, look at your, look at your husband. He's getting fresh with his girlfriend over there." And I, and I like it because when they walk out the room, she does that just classic thing where she pushes stuff off of shelf like in anger. <laughs> she does it out of malice when
1: she didn't give a shit like thirty seconds beforehand.
2: Yeah, now the jealousy <laughs> is here. <laughs>
3: yeah and then here's the here's the bit where she like confronts uh uh his ronnie's like actual girlfriend in the the washroom and is like getting all jealous
2: it's brilliant you know what is like quite good about it um i like it because like she's obviously been in prison but you remember when you were in school and you used to think like it is a prison there's a lot of like stuff like that where it does work both ways where it's like silly school shit blows out of proportion and this is like silly prison shit blows out of proportion. This is totally something that could have occurred in school and in prison. This whole scene it feels like it. Yeah. I think what it comes bullied. down to
3: is if you take a bunch of people and put them all into a like confined situation that most of them really don't want to be there for, like you're just yeah. going to end up with conflict and drama.
2: Yeah, completely. But this scene, she's so fucking funny. I mean, this is a Amy's so In a way, it's best. like a,
1: a miniature um, uh, that famous uh, Stanford prison experiment, mm. where yeah. um, Vol. Have, Christopher, have you heard about this? Did you take psych
3: in college? Uh, I did not. No.
1: Basically, they were all volunteers. It was a psychological study to test um, compliancy and um, abuse of power and that kind of thing. And half the volunteers wait, were are prison
3: you, guards. Wait, are you talking about the Lucifer effect? Is
1: well, I'm talking about a certain experiment. I don't know about you,
3: the effect. the The Lucifer effect was uh, something that was hypothesized. It Essentially, was done. Uh, it was done in a prison, and basically, the Lucifer effect is the the notion that people will go along essentially people will go along with being shitty if like enough people around them are also being shitty and abusive.
2: I that, think this this Stanford true. prison experiment.
3: Really I, I heard about that in anthro. Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah so and, and not only that, um, people get up to worse behavior when they're with other people than they do when they're alone,
3: which is it's exactly the counterintuitive,
1: right? Um, but in the Stanford prison experiment the guards started acting like guards and abusing their power and like actually being physical and taunting yeah. and stuff like that. And this and
2: is the, all just regular people. Like, they're normal like people. Like, yeah. Us, we could have gone and like participated in that. Okay.
3: So Per Wikipedia, the Lucifer effect is a 2007 book which includes Professor Zimbardo's first detailed written accounts of the events surrounding the 1971 Stanford Prison Experiment.
2: Oh, okay. There you go. So the
1: book he's coined the term, even though it's a newer book about the the prison the
3: experiment. experiment. So I, I knew. So I knew. Uh, I didn't know the the Stanford oh, Prison experiment part, but I knew the 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 theory of the Lucifer effect. Partially because yeah. there's a, well, I heard about it in Anthro, but there's also a black metal song called The Lucifer Effect by oh okay.
1: <laughs> It all comes yeah. together
3: now. <laughs> well, we both yeah. learned something today. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but yeah, the, the prisoners apparently acted, started scheming and started planning riots and ways to get back at them. And it's just like, they had to end it early because it was getting
0: way, like way out too yeah.
1: yeah, Yeah. And like you were saying about the Lucifer effect, when you're given orders and and that kind of thing to do a certain thing, you can get lost in it easily. And that's what's happening kind of on a miniature level with here. They're all like hyper accelerating as if they're all like been married for five, 10 years. And they're all bickering and they're all arguing and these like little things come up even though it's imaginary. Yeah. Right, and it's creating like all this drama. And like I said, it was jarring at first, but when you realize the whole show is just a long sketch. Pure later truck outside. Hopefully, you guys can't hear the beeping. Oh, I can hear. Um, I can okay. hear. Okay, how how fun?
3: He <laughs> <laughs> uh, looked I... me waving and then just
1: like
0: walked away. <laughs> well,
3: fuck you. <laughs> so I I've complained like uh, on various shows that we do i've complained about like random background noise like popping up i was listening to a, uh, a a podcast that uh that i listen to on the regular uh was not sick and wrong but it was another show that i listened to quite a bit and
2: cheat <laughs> cheating on sick and wrong
3: i'm i a podcast whore you're not
1: even allowed to listen to your
3: own podcast you son of a bitch <laughs> 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 good thing i don't know <laughs> um but no uh that like straight up i i noticed when i was listening to this yesterday like uh th- there were wind chimes it, like constantly in the background it was faint but it was there and i'm like oh okay so you know what the the pros have this shit going on too so
2: yeah maybe i it, listen my maybe I'll lighten up a bit. is a hollywood crime scene i listen to that all the time she has four cats. And the litter box is in the room they record in. So guaranteed oh God. every single episode. And her cat, her big boy cat, he's called Melon. He's massive. He will come Melancholy. in. Melancholy. He... Melancholy. He just comes in and he makes ruckus. And they just say, you know, they're laid back about it. They're like, okay, we're just going to pause till the cats calm down. And then they just come back and they get back into it. It's like you don't have to be. I think if you're doing a serial, like a Wondery serial, yeah, you're in a studio, aren't you? You're not outside having to deal with real life. But other than that, I don't mind it. It doesn't bother me.
3: They should just leave that shit in there, like like full it's on. It. Like stop stop talking and just like let the sound in of silence. the cat pissing in silence. <laughs> let the sound of the cat pissing just come through the microphone.
2: People would like that. People love <laughs> cats. I love cats.
3: I too love cats. Mm. Mm. I love cats. I don't like the sound.
1: I don't like cat pissing ASMR. Let's, just...
2: <laughs> <laughs> Let's make it a thing. I'm
3: on record for saying that.
2: Oh, speaking of pissing though, the sounds best like, part- of... Sounds
3: like something Harrison would have been into.
2: Yeah. <laughs> cat pissing <laughs> in a the, the I like the end of this scene when she's interrogating her and she calls her a slut a lot. And she's like, "Stay away from my man." When she just goes to the toilet and unzips and like pisses like a man, because <laughs> she's standing so up. <laughs> yeah, she's so alpha, so dominant at this point. She's like, "This is my territory." And then just the jealousy is insane. It starts because yeah. after that scene, it, it, does it go back to when she confronts Ronnie at the locker and she's changed all the pictures?
1: And no, you, well, uh, I didn't
3: notice that. Yeah. No, uh the the next scene is the uh, the shooting range that, oh, that we that yeah. I mentioned earlier. Oh There
2: and Joffrey. <laughs> yeah I love it I didn't
3: even just... notice what he was shooting at at first.
2: Oh the lady
3: <laughs> Yeah <laughs> well I don't think it shows you until the end
2: to so the end but this is oh, when right it, right yeah this is when it sets up that they're gonna go around to Chuck's house. Cherry and um, Joffrey are gonna go around for dinner Uh, because to hang out because that's what normal couples do right yeah and and, that's uh, what i hear chuck is not happy about this situation he is beyond upset (laughs) Uh, the end is great as well of this scene because they come out the shooting range and it's in the school but joffrey goes to put his gun in his cardigan and it just drops out and falls on the floor and he carries on walking (laughs) it's like so american
3: (laughs) I love the notion of a shooting range at a high school.
2: It makes sense, doesn't it? Maybe there would be less school shootings if you could shoot in school in a controlled environment.
1: Yeah, America. give the teachers and the students guns.
3: Hey, not... all it all it takes is one good guy with a gun. All
0: right. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> the, slogan the American for it?
3: dream,
1: all it takes is one good guy with a gun. <laughs> uh I mean we're we're poking fun at that, but that's actually what Republicans. Oh, Says he's one, know good, guy. Yeah, one good guy. Give the teachers a gun.
2: What are yeah, the gun and- laws like in Canada? Can you guys? Could you go into a shop and buy a gun? Just no. hunting.
1: No, no, you need Just a hunting, hunting. license. Um, yeah. Shotguns here have a limited capacity, and okay. it's filled in, right? So you can only have, I think it's four. Yeah, you can only like put like four or whatever. You can't have like eight or six or like whatever. So it's, um,
2: it's like and Britain hunting then. rifles
1: have to be like bolt action,
2: right? So you guys couldn't, say, like, go to the sleazy streets of, like, downtown Vancouver and just pick up a pistol? Uh,
3: no. You could do that. Not legally, however.
2: Yeah, that's why I mean. The <laughs> yeah. black market is very... Like, it's kind of like the black market for Britain here for guns is really, really, really limited. That's why there's a lot of stabbings here instead of shootings.
1: I always have people, like, very tame people being like oh it's so easy to get a gun oh give me like a thousand dollars in like two hours and I could get a rocket launcher and they are all these like bad people and I'm like shut Wait, up man you've never what? even thrown really? rocks at people
2: yeah I've had
1: people claim Wait, oh I can get the like a handgun that? in an hour <laughs> nerds nerds man like nerds that have never even been in a pinecone fight right <laughs> and I'm like you you can't get a like a fucking Uzi in like half an hour like shut up Oh, no, that's yeah. you'd that's be not- trembling <laughs> or you'd get busted shut up
0: yeah.
1: Oh, uh, look at we everybody's a badass when it comes to like what they know about like crime and it's just like shut up. I mm. was
3: um back in uh the mid 2000s, mid to late 2000s, I was hanging out with a buddy of mine who was uh selling heroin at the time as one of us. And, and uh he he didn't do it or anything, but like he he was sell it was what he was doing as work at the time. He was selling heroin out of an apartment. But I was hanging out with him, and this was in Vancouver. Uh, and this guy, like, actually showed up wanting, like, wanting to try and sell us guns. And he had, like, a duffel bag that had, like, a bunch of guns, and, like, he had, like, a bunch of, like, clips. He was, like, well, if you do... He put out, like, a bunch of handguns, and, like, he put out, like, a, a, a this rifle. This is, like,
1: Skaface.
3: Uh, like, on the table. Face.
1: He's trying to move product, it, man. And he
3: was putting out like clips of ammo, like clips for guns he didn't even have. Like he put out a clip oh, wow. for. Yeah, it was it was nuts. Couldn't believe how fucking like it looked. That shit looks easy in the movies, like it looks effortless. Effortless, but like even a fucking like magazine of bullets, that shit is heavy. Like, I've never surprisingly heavy.
2: I've never seen a gun in real life. Like, apart from in museums, I've never, like, seen a real gun in real life.
1: UK is really, really strict about their guns. Well, yeah, we had here. one.
2: I mean, there was a shooting just recently with, like, you, because you can get guns. If you, you got to apply for it. They're super fucking expensive. And the police watch you. So you're yeah. on a list. And yeah. The police, can, the police can drop around your house at any time and be like, we need to see your gun.
1: It needs to be locked away. Yeah. It needs yeah. to be unloaded at... The ammo, ammunition needs to be separate from the. the
2: yeah, gun. they yeah. they ideally tell you to keep it in like separate rooms and stuff. So you can get guns; they're just like super expensive, and it's a it's a fucking ball lake to have them. So, but I've never seen one. And I, I live in like a rural community. I'm sure I could go around to like any farmer's house and be like, "Yo, let me see your gun." But no, it's just let me not shoot that. some hay
1: barrels with.
2: Yeah, with it's your not shotgun that way here.
1: <laughs> I've shot so many things with a shotgun. It's just fun
2: difference i've shot nothing <laughs> not- oh no i like we used to have bb guns but they don't count
3: those are fun too um i've actually like quite uh i've gone on record saying this before but like i'm actually quite anti-gun for the most yeah. part um because of some personal experiences uh, i
2: just don't get i mean in the western world all they're doing is killing people. We don't need guns.
3: Yeah, exactly. Like what? Yeah. Like what? What the fuck do you need? Like an M six as like a private citizen? What do you need like an M sixteen for? You don't.
2: When when I thirty dudes, to fifty
3: feral hogs, my friend. <laughs> <laughs>
2: just, but when my dudes, when like uh, my ancestors sailed across that ocean and like just raped and pillaged, yeah, they needed guns because there was like you know buffalo. Um, to kill excuse me. The
3: term is colonized
2: colonized when like, <laughs> although i am of asian descent as well so it wasn't just my guys when they did that yeah i can understand why you would need a gun to like hunt it's different now you know you can go and buy some pizza pops we don't need exactly guns to get pizza pops
1: even though i just said that they were fun and blah 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 like other than hunting like recreation i do think it needs to be regulated i do think they need to be expensive i think you need to buy a hunting license i think you should take a shooting safety course blah 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 police should have you on record all of that stuff make it extremely hard just for hunting yeah but no a dude doesn't need like an m16 or an ar-15 with like an extended mag so he could shoot like a hundred bullets before he has to reload like completely unnecessary when the the founding fathers (laughs) wrote the constitution they wrote it at times where there were muskets god damn it
2: completely it's they never
1: thought about the right to bear arms is like hey i'm allowed to defend myself it wasn't like hey I'm allowed to defend myself with fully automatic weapons.
2: I'm allowed to go into my Columbine school and shoot everyone. That's what I'm allowed to do, because it's my right as an American.
3: God-given right. They didn't take 30 to 50 feral hogs running into your front yard and trampling your children into consideration when they wrote the Declaration of Independence. God damn it. No,
1: no. Feral hogs at most were in like groups of five to ten. Much different
2: yeah back then they've
1: they've been evolving as we've as we've found out
2: it's it's a liberal problem now yeah,
3: yeah. It's, it's on their hands <laughs> uh, no no the, the, the feral hogs are the liberals oh, oh. <laughs> the feral hogs are the liberals trampling the uh trampling the the front yards of all red-blooded God-fearing tax America,
2: Tax-paying.
3: Tax-paying, uh, McDonald's eating, uh, Walmart shopping, uh, 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 patriotic Americans. God damn it.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Ford truck driving. <laughs> Made in America.
2: God bless it. Where would you be without it, though? The world would be a much more boring place.
1: True. Very true. So- Canada would be a much different country.
2: So after after Joffrey drops his pistol, after it's agreed they're all going around to um to uh, Chuck's house. Is that when it comes to the scene when they're at Chuck's house?
3: Uh here's the um, uh here's the 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 locker scene where she's replaced yeah, all yeah. the photos. <laughs> yeah, and
2: she's she's telling him how it is now. There's
3: a photo of his girlfriend on the outside of his locker, and she yeah? wrote slut, "slut" with an arrow <laughs> with a sharpie. I just noticed that. <laughs>
2: yeah that was my favorite <laughs> bit. Uh,
3: and yeah then then we cut to the dinner scene.
2: Oh, the dinner scene's amazing because I love the build up to it. So just before they you know, they ring the doorbell. Chuck's there with like his head in his hand and his wife's like so unhappy. and you can just tell that that relationship is fucking awful to be in and
1: and Joffrey keeps mentioning like how great their marriage is and how it's an <laughs> yeah, example. Yeah, we've
2: clapped. To- and, he's like, and he goes, who? And he's like, your wife. <laughs>
3: right, yeah, yeah. <laughs>
2: yeah, oh, her. <laughs> and the other favorite joke i love about this scene is so she comes in uh, they come in joffrey and cherry and cherry's like oh i love your mad and precious jo- dolls and Chuck's like no they're actually mine i've got one from every country i've never been to and then he starts pointing out and he's like look this little navajo has a bottle of fire water and if you look at this one with the hooked nose and the bag of diamonds <laughs>
3: <laughs> jesus christ <laughs>
2: She's <making a> <laughs> yeah
3: i yeah. love
1: that <laughs> And, and so as funny. he's looking at the, the one with the hooked nose And a bag of time yeah. <laughs> He's like, hey Who touched <laughs> these?
2: Yeah, who touched my Peruvian shepherd? Seamus? And his <laughs> wife's like, oh don't, he's in bed upstairs At the chicken pox, he's like, you always take his side You always take his side And he's shouting upstairs that he's <laughs> like, son, he's sick in bed he's like, why can't I have anything? <laughs> oh,
0: <right.
1: laughs>
2: Colbert is like he's amazing in this scene he's so funny
1: yeah he's a a very good deadpan actor
2: yeah and then then that's what leads to the boiling the food boiled in plastic and they're all like this is delicious (laughs) (laughs) yeah they act
1: like it's such a delicacy
2: and
3: instead, I, of, and instead of actually taking it out of the bag they just have it like the veggies and the sauce in like separate bags on each of their plates and like colbert like takes like a piece of like steamed broccoli and dips it in this like, <laughs> sauce in the other bag
2: i yeah. also the other um sort of thing i loved about this scene was that um joffrey and claire are wearing the exact same outfit they're both wearing leather pants with a blue shirt and i like that when couples are like let's wear the same
3: right yeah very snappy dressers i did not notice that until you pointed it out
0: yeah <laughs> Col-
3: colbert grabs a bible and he's like oh uh, we're gonna say <laughs> oh, yeah. grace i'm just gonna read a random passage from the bible here I'm just, I'll, Angrily, I'll read something yeah read something at random and he's like leviticus chapter 20. <laughs> If a man lies down with another man, both of them have committed an abomination. They shall surely be put to death. Amen. (laughs) Amen. And the women women look at each other and nod and say amen.
2: Yes. (laughs) Oh, Um, Christ. It's just a great scene. It's, It's pure theater. I love it.
3: Uh, yeah. So, uh, uh, what's what's the gist of what's going on in this in this uh, this dinner party here?
2: Angry, yeah.
1: Angry, uh, resentment, like sudden snaps of anger, because as if like everyone's been married and everybody's on each other's nerves, and then like immediate, like cool down, like that it- that like one hundred to zero kind of vibe.
3: Yeah, and here here's the bit that we, we talked about earlier, where, like, tensions rise, and uh, Colbert is like, uh, oh, uh, Joffrey, let's let's go take a look at the, what is it, the, the weight The bench. drill
2: press. He's got the drill, drill press, press. Right. that yeah. right?
3: The drill press. He's like, I've seen your drill press a million times.
2: Like, yeah, and then they go down, and he sees it. It's just, it's very funny. It's great. I've
1: seen your drill press a million times, but you've never been over before.
2: That's what I was Is saying. what I
1: want to say <laughs> because I'm so excited <laughs> to see it for the first time. Uh yeah. They they I like the angry
2: the drilling. Thrill. Yeah. Just,
1: that's what he does to like
2: Oh yeah, cuz he says he might not be able to go to their hunting weekend that they go on every weekend.
1: Yeah, so all the the couples are are butting heads in different ways. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, including joffrey and
2: uh cherry
3: and ch- yeah everyone
2: <laughs> so when does it go back does it, it goes back to jerry next doesn't it uh it no.
3: You know it, it jumps to the the classroom with um uh claire and joffrey right setting out glasses of champagne onto like school <laughs> desks yeah. <laughs> yeah. Talking, talking about how great that dinner party was <laughs>
2: Joffrey is not happy, though. He is not a happy man.
3: No. Because
2: is, uh, is this where she tells him that she loves him? She's fallen in love with him. And he's like, I love you, too, dear. And she's like, no, I really love you. And he's like, gotta go. <laughs> yep. Yeah, and he does that little skedaddle out of there. A, a classic run. He does, like, that run slide out, which is, again, <laughs> classic comedy. There's so much classic comedy in this so episode. Yeah. <laughs>
3: I was thinking, uh, I gotta go. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Just pieces out. I I just remembered I left the light on in my, uh, my other life.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's what he says, isn't it? Yeah.
3: (laughs) Yes. Thank you. Closed captions. (laughs) Conveniently enough, this, uh, this show is on a, uh, uh, is readily available on a Canadian streaming service called Crave. Oh, is it? Yes, not the movie, with captions. With closed captions, yes.
2: That's pretty cool. All
3: right. Uh so after he runs away, uh yeah, this is where it cuts back to uh to to Jerry like very being very forward with uh with Ronnie.
2: Yeah, because it's about to come to that, um, the zoom out and the zoom back in of when she's screaming.
0: Yeah, yeah.
2: Yeah, which is amazing. That's it. I, I love that part. It's just like so not necessary or needed. But they were like, we're going to do this. Can you just like scream manically for that long? And she's like, sure I can. Amy Sedaris is like so underrated. Because whenever they talk about like female comedians, you never hear her mentioned to no. being like a great, a great comedian. And she she is to do all this stuff is fantastic.
3: Yeah, so he he is like uh, uh, she's like creeping him out, and he's like, uh, yeah, I want a uh, I want a fake divorce from our our fake marriage, <laughs> and then <laughs> yeah. runs away, and that that's when she does that like really long extended scream as the camera like zooms out.
1: I'm not a fan of that humor, but I understand that this was. Before that humor, because this is what two thousand. This is before that humor had like been beat, like become, like just beating a dead horse. Like Family Guy did it. Like everything did that long, awkward. This scene is going on like twenty seconds too long, kind of thing. And I understand that wasn't very popular at the time, but a lot of the humor is like mega cringe. For, for me to as somebody who's watched this for the first time.
2: Yeah, I can, I can understand that. It's a yeah, piece, but I like it. I just think it's a great kind of to act to do that as an actor. I just think is really hard to do. And she's she just does it really well. And the, the nature of thing- it is funny yeah and the other thing I like is that is that you can see Ronnie like walking past the camera a few times so he must be like oh. going to his locker getting something out of his locker and then walking and past then the he comes back another...
1: but he's just yeah. walking slowly and yeah, she's acting yeah. like he's like out of her life but he's just like five feet away <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that part that part I did like yeah it, it came around because she's just yelling the whole time and then he just like walks by the sc- in front of the screen again and I was like I like to think.
3: I I like to think. You ever have moments where, like, there's someone, there's someone in a place that you need to go to for some reason, and you don't want to run into them, so you kind of hang around, but like trot, but like somewhat out of sight, in the hopes that they'll fuck off.
2: Yeah, we've all been there. Yeah. All been that yeah. yeah. I,
3: I kind of like to think that that's what he's doing here. He's just, like he, like, he forgot, like, his pencil or something in the classrooms, so he needs to go back, but he's just waiting for her to leave.
2: Oh, yeah, he's checking and waiting. He's
3: asserting his dominance, you know?
2: <laughs> and then, then it cuts to them being in the principal's office.
3: Yeah, and, uh
2: we've with, with a principal blackman because he's got some great lines here as well
3: principal blackman yeah he's talking about like the importance of like uh, the sanctity of marriage and whatnot and uh his secretary like buzzes in and is like oh principal uh your your ex-wife is on the line
2: he's like i won't give her another cent tell her i'm not here it's like where else would you be it's school time <laughs> <laughs> She knows you're there. He's like, she won't get another penny out of me. I like,
3: had a few indiscretions, but I kept the house clean, damn it. <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah. That's,
3: it. <laughs> and that's that's it. Sure, I had a few indiscretions, but I kept the house clean, god damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Which I'm like, I'm like, oh, I feel that.
2: <laughs> oh, yeah, and then Cherry comes in too, and she's trying to, and she realizes it's all a sham with Joffrey. I just love the name Joffrey. <laughs> I like seeing it.
1: It's one of those names.
2: Yeah, I, it's definitely... Game of
1: Thrones has ruined the name Joffrey. Oh, I is mean, there I... a
2: Joffrey in Game? I never, I didn't like Game of Thrones, so I never watched it. Indeed, I would like was? to say, as yeah. a Northerner, I found lots of parts of Games of, Fro- Game of Thrones very offensive, especially because oh, really? if you're going to make it about the kind of the North. Why the fuck aren't you filming it here? Because we have all the things that you're writing about, but you're not going to bring the industry here. And instead, so you're, you're going to do a stupid. That Vikings pastiche.
1: was filmed there, but not. No, because no Game Vikings.
2: But Vikings happened here. I'm literally sitting on Roman Viking territory now. So that's you know, bring that here. The Vikings love this land. A lot of places in the Lake District is um, Viking language too. So we still have that. There's a There's reason a they kept
3: tra- they kept trying to take that shit over.
2: Exactly. It's a green and pleasant land. That's what they wanted. Mm-hmm. But the Vikings owned all of us at one point. They were that powerful. And then that was Yeah, they it.
3: controlled England for three years from ten sixty six to ten sixty nine. Nice.
2: Like and nice. the reason Hadrian <laughs> built his wall, like I could like the Hadrian's wall is like over there from me. I can like oh, see cool. I can see Hadrian's wall from where I live. That is oh, um, the reason they built that was to like stop Vikings. <laughs> like you don't want your kind, bros. Stop it. Because <laughs> they were still invading and stuff um at that point. Why am I yeah, talking about oh yeah, we're my, talking about Game of Thrones. Yeah,
3: my, my my heritage is I'm one quarter Norwegian and like the other seventy five percent is like all from the UK, all parts of the UK.
2: Oh yeah, so you're a, a honky yeah i was
3: i always say when i i always follow that up to people with uh so i'm literally the whitest motherfucker you will ever meet
2: you can't really get yeah scandinavian no. in the uk although like uh, it depends what part of the uk because we are like a big melting pot but if you're scandinavian you're white there's no
3: yeah no totally it. um
2: yeah. but
3: i i so i i find uh I, I find that era of history really fascinating
2: yeah it is a really fascinating time in history it's like, it was just constant war and it's good even though the vikings left no like written stuff behind they've left a massive legacy for how little they actually because i mean the romans they took over for a real long time and there's still a lot of roman stuff here mm-hmm. that, you know all our roads are still roman uh roman lands and stuff
1: yeah and smaller villages there's still roman roads yeah I think in that's my area really cool. too.
2: yeah so game of thrones i just found a bit like it's kind of like a pastiche of like lots of northern characters, where they're like, it's like you know in the Lord of the Rings, all the Orcs are Cockneys.
3: Yeah, yeah.
2: That's how I felt about Game of Thrones. I was like, so he's writing about a place where I live, about the North, in like you know in fairy is a, a lot. Also, of Also, like Lord taken. of the Rings sucks. Lord of the Rings fucking sucks. <laughs>
3: I never was never into it
2: i did i hate it i went and saw all the films at the cinema but i was like why why am i doing this with my time this is i've never seen it since
3: i was in uh me kate me and you are the same age i think um yeah i think we're both 36 Uh, i was i was in high school when those movies came out and i remember after shortly after the first one came out i was like 16 and stupidest fucking thing but like someone asked me like one of my classmates asked me they're like oh did you see lord of the rings and i was like oh yeah yeah i saw it uh because i went and saw it with a friend of mine and they're like oh what'd you think of it did you like it and i was like yeah it was all right and then what ended up spreading around throughout school over the course of the next month was that i was a lord of the rings nerd
2: oh shit and so oh, yeah, everyone laughing also something
3: <laughs> and large. so everyone kept coming up to me and being like hey do you like lord of the rings It was the stupidest fucking thing because that's why you don't like Lord of the Rings. I was not even a cool kid. Like I read like fucking comics and shit like that. So I was like Make fun of
1: me for the things that I actually do. (laughs)
3: Exactly. It was the strangest thing. I'm like, why why am I getting like mocked for Lord of the Rings? Like I don't even fucking like this shit. (laughs) Well
2: you do now. the rumors are there.
3: The rumors that they're they're they they come from somewhere, damn it. (laughs) <laughs> when
1: it came out, like everybody loved Lord of the Rings and it was the opposite. You were like, not cool if you didn't like it. Uh, and yeah, not in my school. It was
2: so popular. Um, the thing
1: that bugged yeah. me the most were the fucking nerds who just kept complaining that Bomba, Tom Bombadil is not in the movies. Oh, the books are just so much better. And it's just like, well... Then you make 20 goddamn, like, movies so you can capture every single written sentence in a book. I, also... I, I hate that about anybody that says that about a book to, to movie adaptation. Well,
2: I was saying they should be different. I definitely don't think you should do a Scorsese and do it line for line, shot for shot. I think it should be your interpretation. It needs to be different. Yeah, and with Agreed. a book, especially, like, Lord of the Rings, as somebody who has read the Lord of the Rings books, yeah, the fucking books are just as boring as the film.
1: I've said this to Christopher. That's I'm, like, why I've tried never read them?
2: them? <laughs> yeah, don't read them. They're like they're a real they're a chore. I hate any book where it's like, and here is the map of the olden days, and I'm going to make up a lot of languages, and you have to like keep going. Where the fuck are we? And you're looking back, going, oh, we're here. Okay, now I can follow <laughs> this along again. You're like, no. I read yeah. it when I was like 13, and even then, oh, literally, a the
3: fucking roadmap to follow the narrative. You do <laughs> it
1: is kind yeah. of boring. <laughs> I say that about George R.R. R. Martin's Game of
3: Thrones. Uh, sorry, uh, Ice and a Fire. A Song of Ice like, and Fire. A Song of Ice and Fire. Yeah, those um, books. I, I tried reading two of them. Those books are boring. Can't do uh, it.
0: He yeah.
3: is a good world builder
1: and good at writing plot. A writer. Well, I, when he eventually dies from eating too many Pizza Pops, <laughs> Whoever his ghostwriter is is gonna write phenomenal
3: finish to his saga.
2: Oh yeah, because uh, he's still writing them, isn't he?
3: Yeah, yeah. I, I feel like that guy. Um I recently for another podcast I do uh where we talk about uh book to film adaptations, uh I have been trying for the past two months to read Dune.
2: Oh I, we've been talking about this. Like, yeah, one of the yeah. most boring books i that, try to read
3: yeah i feel like george r r martin uh growing up read dune and was like man i gotta do something like this but i'm gonna well, make it fantasy and exactly like
1: he he like, read dune and lord of the rings like that's his age yeah, right? yeah. like those were cool like fantasy slash sci-fi books yeah, yeah. his time
2: some people are so into it though i i struggle to read like fantasy fiction like Dennis Wheatley, he writes a lot of like, you know, The Devil Rides Out and all that. I yeah. he is as about as like a fantastical as I can get before my attention just goes no. Yeah, and I'm fine with code. it as
1: long as it's interesting.
2: <laughs> Once like fairies start coming in and like telling people stuff and then my I just can't deal with it. I'm like that would never happen.
1: <laughs> when <laughs> and there's and inexplicable magic and like fairies and like just when you use magic as a like a deus ex machina like yeah. device
3: yeah just like a it's, way to like explain like whatever bullshit you're coming up with it's
2: foreign the other thing i remember is like remember so it was, you had the choice of lord of the rings or harry potter and um, that was it
1: yeah that summer, what are you talking about it. you had that choice
2: Somebody pointed a gun at your
1: head, and you were like, "Yeah." You read Lord of the Rings or Harry it Potter? You have summer.
2: to choose one. <laughs> no, it was that summer when the films came out. Yeah,
3: right. Mean, mean. It, was, yeah. it was it Harry was two thousand one. Yeah, they came out the yeah. same year, and like fucking everyone was just nuts about them. I was, I'm like I, mildly okay with both.
2: Uh, yeah, like I
1: know more than I should about both.
2: I would if someone series. said. You had to pick one between the two. I would pick all of the Rings because I think if you're an adult yeah, who yeah. enjoys Harry Potter, there's something fucking wrong with you. Intrinsically, <laughs> I, something. I know spoken.
1: so many people, so many women, who like love, live, laugh Harry
3: Potter. Harry
2: Potter. Yeah, there's something wrong with you.
3: You know. What that that also reminds me of. This is uh, kind of related. Uh, uh, Kate, me and Cal, like when we first met, we were working at Blockbuster in like the mid to late two thousands. Blockbuster Video when I'm Twilight, like yeah, exactly, yeah. When Twilight yeah. came out,
2: oh goodness, Ugh. it was
3: like the the like people renting that movie were either like thirteen year old girls Which or, is 40, or or forty yeah. five year old women.
2: it's a coming of age film for teenage girls so if you're like 14 there's your genre good for you but if you're still enjoying that film 20 years later
3: it was like wrong with you it was like 40 60 13 year old girls and 45 year old women like it was slightly like middle-aged women was slightly it it, slightly more of a demographic
2: i'm so glad that twilight has died out because you never hear people talking about it or did it
1: die out or did it become
2: 50 shades of
1: gray 50 shades of gray
2: i don't think that's because it literally did yeah but i don't think it's the same kind of level of as hype was it
1: uh shorter
3: lived but i remember um uh on the 50 year old women really (laughs) like it
2: I make films for the 50 year old women they're a big market
3: They've i, I re-
2: need to burn baby
3: i actually remember when the first uh 50 shades of gray uh movie came out uh on sick and wrong actually uh this is when wackerly was still on the show and wackerly oh my, wackerly oh wackerly referred to it as uh as bdsm for bored soccer moms yeah that is that's what exactly
2: what it is, what is. yeah <laughs>
3: Anyway, should we uh, start wrapping this up here? This yeah, episode's, that's okay. episodes okay. Of our, uh, pretty much done.
1: That's the end of our Twilight slash Lord of the Rings <laughs> podcast.
2: Next, next, let's review Twilight.
3: <laughs> yeah, we, uh, oh. we 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 we've joked for a long time, uh, me and Cal, about how we can uh, like take like a twenty-two minute show and talk for like three hours.
2: I think everyone can though, because when you're watching like a film or a television show with your buddy you'll you'll talk and you'll make commentary yeah do you guys (laughs) watch um oh what's he called uh is it cinema i want to say cinema sins yes i do Um,
3: yeah
2: yeah
3: (laughs) i I like that i liked that shit when it first came out like a decade or so ago Uh, i grew kind of tired of it eventually because it came very it became very nitpicky like, just, and not even to the point of being mean. entertaining, but it became nitpicky. And, like, sometimes the things he, like, they were nitpicking weren't even correct. It's like, no, if you just, hey, that... if you had paid closer attention to the film, you'd see that this isn't actually a plot hole. It's actually explained. So it's weird to me that you're being, like, super nitpicky about minor, every little minor detail, but you're missing, like, very but broad, not... you're missing very broad strokes, like plot elements.
2: I, I like him, I find it hit or miss I tend to only yeah. watch it now if it's yeah. a film I really really love and like sometimes he actually surprises you like I watched um, mm-hmm. the one he did about Get Out and I was like yeah. and he he brought up things about Get Out that I'd never even thought about and I think that the rating same. on that was really <laughs> yeah. low and I never thought about like that film in like that way and then when I rewatched Get Out for the second time I was like holy shit I, was like, I can't believe that I'd missed all this. So actually
1: same. The exact yeah. same story. I was like, oh, you're right. There is this every time somebody says like the, the, the know, writing so, yeah. I appreciated the writing more after watching the cinema
3: sins. Yeah. yes. Yeah, so all
2: sometimes right. it brings up that.
3: Maybe I'll go check that one out. Because I, I haven't watched Cinemasins. I, I think the last time I watched CinemaSins was like maybe like five years ago now. So
1: yeah, yeah. Uh, it is hit or
3: miss. I agree with you.
1: Um one thing that I will tell people is you don't need to watch The Room. Watch Cinema Sins breaking yeah. down The Room. I yeah. still I, I
3: still disagree with you. I know, <laughs> I know.
2: <laughs> I really liked his uh, Cinema Sins doing The Room. Yeah. Yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. But I don't watch, like, I won't watch ones that he's done for films I've never seen I'm just thinking, and just think, Same. And he does I'm a lot like, of Disney stuff. I'm not seeing, like, Disney films but i yeah. think he did a john wick that was really fun because i love john wick like john yeah. john wick series <laughs> is like some of the greatest cinema that's ever fucking happened and you can tell he loves john wick too so.
1: um the director slash uh, sorry the writer um of that went on to do a movie called nobody or something
2: uh, i was like this i haven't seen that yet
1: it's definitely worth
2: it's no. worth one watch um oh, okay but there was, I it just wasn't. It's just a bit silly, and this is from somebody who loves John Wick, saying it's a bit silly. If
3: you watch <laughs> okay. it, you'll
2: know. I mean, it was super hyped as well.
3: I've yeah. only, I've still only seen the first John Wick.
2: You need to get on the others. We party. should watch the
3: others. I've, I've only seen the first one.
2: Oh my god! You need to get. They get better and better. The third one, especially with the horse chase scene, is fucking say no more. Amazing, <laughs> yeah.
3: We're better. gonna have to watch. I, I'm not Wick even. Three. I'm not entirely sure if you're serious or not when you say that.
2: But yeah, no, it's totally serious.
3: will find I go, out.
2: I go to the cinema every time there's a new John Wick. I'm like, I'm there at the cinema. There's oh, and cinema that, films.
3: Oh, and that bit where he like sword fights a shark on a beach, like fucking hype. <laughs> <laughs> I would That'll watch in... a movie
1: where Keanu Reeves sword fights a fish on a beach, a That'll shark be... on a
2: beach. That's probably going to be like John Wick 10 cuz he said as long as people enjoy them and keep watching them he's never going to stop making them.
3: It's like and Tom Cruise with that. Mission Impossible. Like, Who's
2: watching them though? Who's talking about Tom Cruise and Mission Impossible? Those
3: movies make like a fucking billion dollars at the box office these days.
2: I don't get it. They I were actually pandemic but They were just filming the new one here in the late district and I was really hoping to just bump into Tom Cruise just so I could spit in his face. <laughs> Do not like Tom Cruise. You don't want
1: to piss off the immortals. One of the immortals.
2: <laughs> I would be on there. What do they call? What do the Scientologists call um, people? Uh, is it when they blank uh, you, when they uh, you out? What is What's it? The, uh, oh, uh, what is
0: the, the cat.
1: What they call like non-Scientologists?
2: it's when you're like, like banned a- from Scientology. There's a term for you.
1: Yeah.
3: Yeah. Uh, a something person like a uh oh
2: yeah what is it, um,
3: it it's initialism like a like a an sp
2: an i think SP. it's an sp yeah yeah that would be me if i spat in tom cruise's face he deserves what it what is sp that would be if we got banned from scientology right, i'm looking it
3: up it's like a scientology, specific person. sp because i know suppressive uh, person what... there we go suppressive, suppressive. person. yeah that yeah. would be
2: me after I yeah it's
3: basically it's basically uh, a person that is like like bad to be around bad for bad for you bad for your beliefs like someone...
1: somebody just full of thetans just like crawling like, with thetans
2: yeah yeah
3: it's another way of saying like a uh calling someone a toxic person in your life but yeah, they they a... did
2: Speaking of science fiction fantasy, gone too far. So <laughs> mythology. Yeah.
1: How do we make science fiction that turns into a religion?
2: Let's work on it together.
1: Yeah. Yeah. We were talking but about it audio it all, dramas earlier. Of, there we go, but base it off of the Allspark.
3: It's all yeah. coming together. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's the the laser comb miasma. Anyway, so this episode ends with uh basically cherry decides to give them an a because they got a divorce because now she sees how shitty marriage is.
1: because yeah, yeah her and um joffrey kind of didn't weren't didn't getting work along
0: out. yeah,
1: yeah.
2: So, i like the background you see them in their matching hunting outfits with their little hats on and they're just like see you later and he points the gun at her again um, <laughs> he's like bangs at her Cocks it. it's just so classic so i didn't realize how much classic comedy was in this until you just can't beat the classics can you it's like airplane one of the greatest films ever made that's, that's classic comedy
3: and basically a straight up like basically like uh the script is like a one for one remake of the movie zero hour which was like what? a made-for-TV disaster movie from like nineteen seventy-four oh, yeah, yeah. or something like that. But yeah, Zero oh, Hour. They took that. the they took the script from Zero Hour and Airplane is basically the same, but it's all about delivery. They deliver yeah. the same lines, but they deliver them in like deadpan or comedic <laughs> ways, and it completely changes the tone of that movie. It's it's shockingly brilliant.
2: I need. Yeah, to, uh, I found
1: that out because of you. Yeah.
2: Had you never seen Airplane? Did you not watch it when you were a kid?
1: No, no, I meant um I didn't know that it was based off of
2: Well, that I it was didn't something else that. until
1: Christopher mentioned to me. Yeah,
3: yeah. yeah, it's a remake of a uh a disaster movie called Zero Hour and they uh the guys who uh uh who who made Airplane, uh they discovered it because uh what they would do is they would record over, like, B-movies that would play in the middle of the night, or late night, or in the middle of the night. And they would just, like, watch... They would just watch whatever at, at random, whatever was randomly on, and they came across Zero Hour.
1: That's how I discovered that Leslie Nielsen is hilarious.
2: He is hilarious. It's
1: the delivery, like, like
3: you were he's saying.
2: He's great. Uh, he's just one of those comedians who's got it. Just, yeah. Just, yeah well thanks for having me on the show is this the end
3: uh we're getting there shit. Uh, oh, shit. <laughs> uh, Kate uh, closing closing thoughts for uh for strangers with candy
2: well I think mean, you can tell that I love this show I've watched yeah. it all a million times and I can just recommend you it's just so every episode is an easy watch and like I said this is this is the least offensive some of the episodes could not be made I don't think the show could be made today. I don't think it would get allowed. I'm really surprised that the me, like the kind of me too movement hasn't gone for Colbert at this point and used this, especially because he's got a lot of like, um, right wing hate against him. I'm surprised they don't. He's got
3: hate on on both sides.
2: (laughs) To be fair. He does. Yeah. Yeah. I love Colbert. I think he's so do I,
3: you know, I actually strive to be as funny as Colbert.
2: We never will, but (laughs) yeah,
3: you know, back in, um, uh, a real quick sidebar, but uh, back during the 2010 Olympics, uh, Stephen Colbert actually filmed a bunch of segments for his show. Uh, at, he did a free show at uh, Creekside Park in Vancouver.
0: Oh, wow. Uh,
3: so I and yeah, it was completely free. You just show up and it, this park was huge and you could just show up. And uh, so we did that. So we got to see him film a bunch of segments for like an entire week's worth of shows during the uh, 2010 Olympics.
2: Oh, that's so cool. I yeah, and he about. ends up
3: um singing the Canadian
1: anthem's lyrics in the tone of
3: the American anthem. And yeah, vice to the versa. T- to the tune of the Star Spangled Banner. And then they oh did vice God. versa. It's- and yeah. then they th- and then they like combined them at one point.
2: <laughs> that's that's fucking talent right there to do yeah, that. It was quite yeah. funny. Uh,
3: the
2: first line of the Canadian national anthem. In fact, I know some of the American. I know none so, of the British.
3: So you know, oh Canada, and that's it. Our
2: home and native land. There you Our go.
3: home on
1: native land. Oh, there
2: you go. Is it on native land? Sorry, part
1: really of native. my family's First yeah. Nations, and uh, that's
3: uh, that's a little something we liked to throw <laughs> in to there.
2: Change, yeah. Well, it's yeah. true.
3: Yeah. Uh, Cal your uh, closing thoughts about uh, Strangers with Candy I feel like
1: I would appreciate it more If I had watched it when it was on air And watched it from the beginning Onward yeah. Because I found it again We're watching it 21 years late <laughs> I found a lot of the jokes Like super cringe <laughs> And um, The humor didn't like really resonate With me but I absolutely Acknowledge how sharp the writing is and the um the delivery and the the not just the writing for the dialogue but the plot as well like it moves quickly it tells you the story that it wants to do it it hits you with the the jokes like non-stop and so once I realized oh this is an SNL skit from like beginning to end like a raunchy <laughs> SNL skit like um you had mentioned, um, yeah, kind of like live action uh, South Park, yeah. In yeah. a way, the whole thing is just satire of itself. Um, I, I can appreciate that, but uh, it, it was it was a little it, it wasn't up my my alley exactly.
2: It's definitely not for everyone. Like uh, I
1: said, if I had watched it when it come out came out. From beginning to end i'd probably have more nostalgia for it
3: I uh i did de- i definitely um especially talking through it now uh for this podcast i'm i'm definitely appreciating some of the subtleties and nuance of the comedy a lot more than the first time i watched it i also like i watched it for the first time a couple days ago and then i watched it again just before we started recording and then i was kind of skimming through it as we were <clears throat> Same. excuse me as we were doing the podcast and I liked it more each time. it was definitely growing on me.
1: yeah, all the little subtle things pointed out all the details, the little pictures the um,
3: like yeah like right down to like the the photo of principal blackfoot in his locker like that's just little
1: little things like that I liked it more when we started analyzing and breaking down. Everything. There is like,
2: there's stuff like that that I even I've not noticed throughout the series. Like one of one of the things I just noticed recently, like in the last couple of months, was she's having an argument with her mum and her brother, and she's like, she's really upset, and she's like, I'm gonna go to my room. And she opens up the fridge and she takes out a massive cucumber, and then she goes upstairs to her room, and I just never thought about it for ages. And then I watched it one day and I was like, oh my god, she's taking over. She's gonna go to my room and fuck herself with that cube. The jokes <laughs> in the jokes. Yeah, are exactly. really well written. It's kind of like The Simpsons sometimes in that it's I think it's like very multi-layered. And to do that as a writer and to do that in the time frame that they would have had, especially because it is a series and it was a sitcom and it ran for like there's free series of it is fucking impressive
3: and they aired yeah. in the span of like a, a year and a half so like they were shooting these things like they, their Bass. production schedule must have been pretty grueling
2: yeah that just pure talent and like i really appreciate that
3: mm-hmm.
1: all great. right and yeah, the, the the basis of it is so ludicrous that you know exactly what you're getting into yeah like if you watch the intro and you don't like the like the little intro then you maybe you won't like the show but if you're like, that sounds stupid, I'm in. You'll probably <laughs> yeah. like the show.
3: All right. That has been episode six of the Laser Comb podcast, where we discuss the 17th episode overall of Strangers with Candy. Uh, if you want to support the show, go to uh, patreon.com slash We have a whole bunch of tiers, $5, $10, $25. There's even a gold level tier of $100 that no one subscribes to. Surprise, gold surprise. Level. <laughs> yeah, gold level. Uh is that where people meet us? Yes, that's where people can that's where people can actually be on this show.
2: Oh, oh yeah. Oh, so they can subscribe and then they do the episode.
3: Yeah, yeah. Um uh Facebook, Facebook.com slash lasercomb, l-a-z-o-r-c-o-m-b. Uh it's kind of the central hub for this and all the other shows that I produce, and we record each and every week. Uh, Twitter. I am at Lasercomb, spelled the exact same way. Cal, you are at
1: at NeoCal. N e o underscore k a l.
3: Uh, on the twitters. On the twitters. Uh, Kate, uh, thanks for being on the show. Where can people find you?
2: Um. Yes, yeah, Sick and Wrong podcast, which comes out weekly. That's all. That's Sick and Wrong podcast everywhere. D has definitely tm'd that. <laughs> like like his Gene Simmons. That's available. But if me personally, I'm just K A Y underscore four T H O R on Instagram. You wanna follow me there?
3: Yeah, go uh uh go check out uh Kate's Instagram. Uh we will be back next week uh with an episode of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. I put up a poll on Twitter as I do just about every week. let let my Twitter followers decide what we're going to talk about on this show. Uh, and the, the poll just closed a couple hours ago, and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles won. Uh, it beat out Biker Mice from Mars again.
2: No! no. I,
3: I've, I've put Biker Mice from Mars on each and every Twitter poll that I've done for this show so far, and never wins. I just... So Kate, you're the other person voting for that with me. Yeah, I want like Biker and Mice from and Mars. Like me. <laughs> yes. Every time I've
2: seen the poll, I'm like, I want Biker Mice from Mars just because I want to hear you guys talk about the um the intro being one of the greatest intros to like any concert. It is pretty
3: it. hype. Yeah, I loved yeah. it growing up. Uh, you That's just got to get like everybody from the sick and wrong Discord to like jump on oh, Twitter to, yeah, to band together and jump on Twitter and vote for Biker Mice. Yeah, and rig Mars. rig
1: the system.
2: Let's
3: do it. <laughs> uh, so I'm gonna do a little bit of screen share, trying something new this week. Uh-oh. Oh.
1: Look out. Minimize the porn,
3: Christopher. Usually,
2: <laughs> this is usually my job.
3: Uh, this is only something I just started e- experimenting with yesterday, so... Uh, so, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, uh, as per Wikipedia, 193 episodes overall. So we're gonna go to numbergenerator.org. We really gotta get them to, like, sponsor us or something. <laughs> Because I give them a shout out on like every episode, like it's, it's just science, you know, so 193, one random number is between one and 193, and here we go.
2: 69, come on.
3: 22. Come on. I was really hoping oh. for something higher than that. But LEDs. where are you? Oh, well. What's uh, the,
2: I want to know what it's called, episode 22.
3: Episode 22 overall of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles is season three, episode four The Maltese Hamster. (laughs) Oh my god, that's amazing!
2: (laughs) (laughs) I wonder if that'll be like a a film noir. Of
3: like like the Maltese Falcon? Yeah, Yeah, that'd be so cool if it is. I hope so. I I really hope so. (laughs) Wow. (laughs)
2: Cool.
3: Uh, Christ. Well,
2: thanks for having me, guys. It's been a <sighs> blast.
3: Yeah, thanks for being on the show. Uh, like I said, we'll be back next week with uh, episode twenty-two of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. And until then, I've been one of your hosts, Christopher Siege. I'm Neo Cal. And I'm the
2: guest. And our guest, <laughs> Kate Rambo.
3: <laughs> and uh, until next week, uh, thanks for listening.
2: Take a trip to Bye.